I would wait and meet young Mr. Baylor later, once he'd had a chance to collect himself. I would brew ginger tea for him and find an old cloth for father's shoes. But first, I wanted a few more moments on the bridge. Several minutes later, a red and blue narrowboat approached from the west, from as far away as Bristol, perhaps, on its way to the Thames, and then to London, some eighty miles east. A man led one boat horse along the towpath. A lone person sat in the curved bow deck. Far behind, aft of the cabin, two crewmen stood on the tiller deck. As the boat drew nearer, I saw that the figure in the bow was a woman, head low as if in prayer. Or perhaps she was reading. A wide bonnet concealed her face from the sun, from me. My heart leapt. Something about the woman's posture and tilt of her head struck me as familiar. Mother loved to read. I leaned across the wide brick ledge, peering hard, heart beating. The boat drew closer. I saw that the man leading the horse was deeply tanned and broad-shouldered. The man she left us for? As he led the boat horse along the strip of land beneath the bridge, he disappeared from view. The bow of the boat reached the shadow of the bridge, and one of the crewmen gaped up at me. I barely saw him. Instead, I read the vessel's name, painted in decorative lettering on the side. The Gypsy. And I thought, how apt. Still, I could not see the woman's face. I whirled and raced to the other side of the bridge, hoping my angle would be better, that I would see her from that side as they passed. Perhaps she does not even realize where she is, I thought, engrossed as she was in her reading. Should I call to her? I only stared, afraid to be a fool before this woman, before the men laboring at the nearby timber mill. If only I could see her face. I squinted, tried to focus. Dimly I heard a voice. Someone was calling my name. Lily! The boat passed further down the canal, and she began to disappear all over again. Look up, I urged silently. See me. The woman stood and looked up, but away from me, ahead toward the man and the horse. The back of my mind registered pounding footsteps. The voice grew urgent. Is she calling me? Lily. Here I am, I called. The woman turned around. She held a hand to her forehead, shielding her eyes from the sun. Her brow wrinkled in perplexity as she stared back. I raised my hand and waved. The woman slowly, tentatively, raised her own hand. Not in greeting, but in sombre salute. The motion revealed her face, a stranger's face. Kind and plain. In her hand, not a book, but a rumple of cloth. Mending. A hand shook my shoulder. Lily! Numbly, I tore my eyes from the fading sight of the woman and turned. My younger brother, Charlie, stood before me, clearly agitated and breathing hard. I called you? Why did you not answer? I thought... I blinked away the pathetic vision of what I had thought, and in its place saw his wide eyes, his frightened, tear-streaked face. What is it, Charlie? Tis Mary! Oh, how she shakes! Father sent me. He needs... 
He paused, eyes searching the air above me. He needs what? Pulse accelerating. I grasped him by both arms, frustrated at his limited ability to focus, to remember. He winced and bit his pronounced lower lip. Valerian, I prompted. Hyssop? He shook his head, still squinting in attempted concentration. Muskpod? Peony? Peony, he shouted. Yes! I was incredulous. But we have syrup of peony on the shelf. The jar marked S. Peony. Father says tis empty. Dear Lord, no. Oh, Lily, how she jerks about. Will she die? No, I bit out. Running from the bridge, I yelled over my shoulder.